0: Welcome to Scanner School. This is session number 145 of the podcast. Today, we're taking another walk down memory lane looking at a unique scanner, the Uniden MR8100. Before we start this week's podcast, I'd like to take a moment to thank our Patreon supporters. Patreon is a month to month sponsorship platform. We have three different support tiers, each with different benefits. But the most valuable tier is our $5 a month tier. This equates to sponsoring the podcast for about a dollar per episode. Now, not only do our $5 Patreon supporters receive the podcast early, but they also receive a commercial-free version of the podcast delivered directly to their podcast player. Some may say that the included squelchy sticker pack that is mailed to your home is the best benefit of the $5 level, but I think it's the community or the club that is growing at this level. You see, we meet once a month on Zoom, and we have a roundtable discussion about scanning, ask questions, offer advice, some of the members are answering other people's questions, and we just talk with our fellow scanner school classmates. This is an exclusive group for our $5 Patreon members. Now, again, if all this wasn't enough at that level, you'll also receive discounts to upcoming scanner school courses and offerings. Now, you can help support Scanner School by going to www.scanner school.com/patreon or www.scanner slash support Now, I'd like to thank all of our Patreon supporters at all levels, and they are Buzz Gold, Chris Paris, Craig Harper, Dan, Ed Walsh, Eddie Kaye, Edward Dufour, Glenn Bryden, Guy Lee, James Felling, Jeff Block, Jenny Taylor, John Goldenberg, Ken Newberry, Kenneth Fowler, Kevin Zwicky, Mark Thompson, Mark Beebe, Michael Kroger, Paul Teal, Raymond Hill, Richard Armstrong, Ronnie Bach, Sal Marandola, Signals Everywhere, Tim Mazza, and William Arcand. Now, let's start the podcast. Welcome to the Scanner School. A podcast dedicated to the Scanner Radio hobby. Class is about to begin. Here is your host, Phil Lichtenberger. Welcome to Scanner School. We teach you everything you need to know about the Scanner Radio hobby. My name is Phil Lichtenberger. My radio call sign is W2LE. Again, if this is your first week or your returning listener, welcome to this week's podcast. We're talking about the Uniden MR8100 Scanner Radio. What a unique piece of equipment. Now, again, I like doing these podcasts every once in a while as we look back at some older radios out there that really kind of made an impact on the scanner radio hobby. And again, this is one of those radios that did exactly that. The Uniden MR8100 was marketed and even said in the front cover of the manual, it was a scanner developed for public safety. They didn't make any excuses up for this radio, or they didn't even falsely advertise it. Rumor has it that this radio, the MR eighty 8100 was built for either the California Highway Patrol or the LAPD. At least that's what the rumors say. And this radio came out in 1989. So it's definitely not an old radio compared to some of the other head tuners that are out there. But it is a 30-year-old radio. I mean, obviously that makes it by itself a classic but it's it's unique and we'll talk about that in a second but the scanner originally sold believe it or not for about $400 400 US dollars for everybody who's listening elsewhere and in 2020 dollars with inflation the 1989 $400 scanner would cost you 840 US dollars Think about that for a second. The MR eighty 8100 did not do trunking, did not do P25, analog only. Analog only, 100 memory channels, 10 banks, which sets you back in today's money $840. <laughs> so think about that when you're looking at an SDS100 or 200 and you're complaining about spending less than that a scanner this is why i always say i mean even though it costs a lot of money these days it's still cheaper than what you would have forked over when you account for inflation so what really makes the mr8100 now back on topic here is the way this scanner radio looks basically it's turning everything on its side that's just what it's doing I can't really explain, or I'm going to do my best to explain how this scanner looks, but we'll put pictures of it on our social media channel. We'll do a quick tour on it on our brand new TikTok channel, again, at TikTok. And again, if TikTok should happen to have been gone by now, you can also find the pictures on our Instagram and our Facebook pages and over there on Twitter as well. So let's get creative here. Let's draw a mental picture on what the MR8100 looks like. The MR8100 basically looks like you're looking top-down on your typical desktop or mobile scanner. You know when you look straight down on the top of your scanner and you got this metal piece staring right at you? That is the front faceplate of the MR8100. It was created to be mounted on a wall, or on a vehicle console, instead of being desk-mounted. So the scanner's display would be on the top side of your typical desktop scanner. So the scanner's front face actually measures about 8 inches by 5.75 inches, which, again, for everybody else, is about 20 centimeters by 14.5 centimeters. And it measures about 2 inches or 5 centimeters deep. Okay, so it's a fat body scanner, I guess, is a way to look at it, right? It's wide, not too thick, but it's wide. But what's really cool about the scanner too is the fact that it doesn't even have an internal speaker. It came with an external speaker that you would plug in via a pigtail. Now, this pigtail also had a port for 12 volts DC and a BNC connector for an external antenna. Now, on the side of the of the scanner, you've also got an eighth-inch jack for headphones. You have a DB9 port for a serial connection, which is again 1989 here. And also, you've got a uh, threads for an external bracket. Some models are said to have had a rocker power switch on the side of the scanner as well. But you didn't get rid of that because you could not mount these in areas that were tight that were just wide enough to put the scanner. So on many models, the volume dial is also the on/ off, which is typical for a lot of you did in scanners, right? You turn it all the way counterclockwise, click, and that means that the radio is now off. Now, if this wasn't unique enough, the display on the front of the, of the scanner, has room for 20 characters, but you can only use 16 of them, okay? The first four are reserved. Basically, you have a P for priority. You've got a two-digit indicator for a channel number followed by a space. That gives you your four characters. The other 16 you can use to alpha tag your memory location or the scan bank, which again, 1989, this is really cool. Again, think about who was supposed to be using these radios. The screen is bright green with green right LCD. Below the screen, we've got some indicators. We have the words hold, scan, priority or PRI, LO and program. These would all backlight depending on what mode the scanner was actually in. Below that, we have some rectangle indicators that will tell you what bank you are in. Again, it goes 1 through 9 and then a 0. And below those indicators, we actually have buttons for 1 through 9 followed by a 0. These aren't in a typical keypad. They are straight across in a straight line, like a number line, 1 through 9 and then 0. Now, on the below that, you've got two oversized giant dials for volume and squelch. And then right next to that, we got some two weird dials. One is for the contrast. You actually adjusted the contrast with a dial and also the dimmer, the same way. Very strange, right? Think about it. It's mounted on a wall or in a dash or something like that. You, you want to tweak those two values so you can see it no matter how the scanner was mounted. So additionally, on the keypad, we've got, Hold, scan, manual, a speed button, priority program, enter, lockout, and a decimal. That's it. That's all there is to it. It's very interesting. Again, we're looking at putting these radios into places where people are using them for public safety. Could be using them for media, maybe even for federal. Who knows? The list can go on because this scanner has got some secrets under the hood. Now, again, we talked about the DB9 serial port at the bottom of the scanner. Yes, it's a straight DB9 serial connection that runs off of a whopping 1200 baud. Now, the good thing is that the software is still available online. You can find them all over the place, especially if you look at repeaterbuilder.com. Again, we'll put a link in the session notes. And if you use Uniden's program, you also could enter in Passwords. And these passwords will unlock certain features of the scanner. Hint, hint. But what also is interesting here is you've got the speed button on the front. What does the speed button do? Scan versus turbo scan. That's that's what it is. It enables turbo scan on your scanner. Well, What exactly is turbo scan? Well, according to Repeater Builder, the normal scan rate on this scanner is a mind-numbing 32 channels per second and when you enable turboscan you just about triple that or nearly close to it at 93 channels per second it's just mind boggling 32 channels per second i mean the baufunk don't even go that slow <laughs> so, well maybe they do it's just it's just disgustingly slow but it's such a unique radio and and again we'll talk about this in just one second cuz like i said we've got we've got some secrets under the hood be right back. Did you know there are ways to help support the Scanner School podcast that doesn't take any time or any extra money on your part? If you go to scannerschool.com support, you will find we have several ways that you can continue to do your online shopping and help support us. We have links to Amazon. If you click on our link before you go to Amazon, anything you buy from there will help support Scanner School. Now, if you're in the market for a brand new scanner, an antenna, other accessories, we have links to Scanner Master, where you can not only purchase a scanner and accessories, but you can also get your radio programmed. And by clicking on our link before you buy, you are helping to support the podcast. Now, if you're in the market for software, we have links to Butel. And if you want something new to you, we also have links to eBay. Again, just go to slash support before you make your purchases, and you are helping to support Scanner School at no additional cost to you. This session of Scanner School is sponsored by East Coast Pagers. Now, East Coast Pagers is one of my online companies, and we are Unication, Apollo, and Swiss phone dealers serving the North American market. Now, if you're looking for a personal use pager or one fee department, we can get you a quote at the very best prices. So why does a company like East Coast Pagers support Scanner School? I think that every scanner reader user should at least put one pager in their collection of radios. The reason why is very simple. It frees up your scanner to just do scanning, and then you have one radio that's dedicated to your local fire activity. Now, with a pager, you can have voice storage. You can do tone outs. You can keep it silent. You can go back the next day and listen to what you've missed overnight. It's more than you can do with an out-of-the-box scanner. And with today's pagers having multiple frequencies and even having multiple channels in a scanless, like the Unication G1 can do eight channels in a scan list. It has 64 memory channels, and out of the box it comes with 11 minutes of stored voice and a desktop charger the g2s to g5s they do p25 phase one and phase two in simulcast environments with stored voice paging on conventional np25 oh and they're upgradable too to dmr type one and type two they are more rugged than today's consumer-based scanners and with a pager like a Swiss phone s you won't even realize you're wearing one. It'll help keep you informed as to what's going on in your neighborhood. So again, eastcoastpagers.com or contact me directly, Phil, at eastcoastpagers.com. <laughs> Do you have a new scanner? You're having problems understanding how it works? Maybe you're new to the entire Home Patrol database of programming and you can't figure out a Sentinel. Did you get a new SDR and you're trying to figure out how to install it or you want to learn how to use Unitronker? DSD plus, maybe set up a Piaware, or even just make some changes and you don't understand how the system and the equipment works. The podcast might be great for you, but maybe you need a little bit more of one-on-one help with setting something up. I'm available to do just that with you with our private tutoring sessions. You can book me online by going to scannerschoolcom consulting for a one-hour session. And it's great because we can actually share computer screens remotely, and I can guide you through step-by-step as if I was sitting right next to you. So again, book me for an hour at ScannerSchool.com slash consulting for your Scanner Radio one-on-one tutoring session. (coughs) National Communications Magazine is your personal library of Scanner, CB, GMRS, FRS, MURS, and 2A radio articles written by the best minds in the business over the past three decades. Your NatCom personal online access account allows you to download the newest issues of America's Hobby Radio magazine, as well as back issues, too. So visit NatComMag.com to download your free sample issues and sign up today. That's NatComMag.com for National Communications magazine. Okay, so as we stated earlier, the scanner can hold 10 banks with 10 channels per bank for a whopping total of 100 memory channels. Each memory bank can be alpha tagged with 16 characters, and also each memory location can have 16 alpha tags as well. This scanner does not do PL or DPL tones. Strictly analog only. This is like a wall-mounted version of a... What's what's the current model that would do something like this? Like the Unidin SR30C, but the sr 3 c has got three times the number of memory locations and probably also three times the, spin, the scan speed. <laughs> so, But what's very interesting, though, again, is what is under the hood here. Now, again, according to PeterBuilder.com, you can access the following frequencies using the keypad. 29 to 54, 118 to 174 megahertz, 406 to 512, 806 to 823.9875, 849 to 868.9875, and 948 to 956. Now, if you had the fancy-dancy Uniden password and Uniden software, you could actually access the cellular range of this scanner. That would get you 824 to 848.9875 and 869 to 893.9875. However, though, with custom software, in other words, third-party software, you could, in theory, go from 0 megahertz to 956, and there's even rumors you could have gone well above that. So, a scanner that doesn't care what you put into it will try to receive it. I don't know. I've never tried it. Personally, I use the scanner just as entertainment purposes on the local public safety, meaning my local fire departments, maybe NOAA weather radio, maybe state police. Just something to just turn it on and let some electrons flow through it and some RF come out of it. That's all I'm looking for on this thing. But it's a cool and it's a wow factor of a scanner. Now, every once in a while, you'll see one or two pop up on eBay. Sometimes. You'll see a flood of them on eBay. And for a long period of time, I have been looking for one of these scanners. And I haven't found a single one listed on eBay for a long, long time. When they started popping up, I was getting my emails and my alerts from eBay saying, hey, here's an MR8100. And I would look at it and go, ooh, I got to have that. In the last couple of years, though, I bought a few. I bought a couple as-is, untested Roll the dice because they are hard to find. I'd spend 65 bucks and end up with a parts radio. <coughs> In other words, no workie. <laughs> Later on, I found one on eBay that looked really good and I made the guy a offer. He comes back with a counter offer and uh, we had an agreement on it. I got it for a good deal. and My good deal at my time was about $100 plus, maybe about $150 to tell you guys the truth. But I look at it and I go, I had to have one of these radios. This is one of those radios that I needed to have. I Just one of those deals, right? We've talked about this. I have the disease. This was one of the radios that seemed to always slip through my fingers and I needed to have one. Now I've got like three of them. <laughs> but 150 bucks for a 30-year-old radio. But it's a cool radio. It's unique. It's a piece of scanner radio history this was a radio that turned the market on it turned the market sideways right because that's how the radio is configured it's sideways there are plenty of people out there who have had this radio and they've parted ways with it and they regret it ever since there are many like me who have just been mystified by it and needed this unique radio in their collection i mean they stand out they're cool they are just different when you can find one, I recommend picking one up. If you want to see more about this radio, again, you can check out our website. You can check out our social media. If you want to buy one, we will set up a link, a redirect to eBay. Again, it's an affiliate code, which means if you use this link, it will take you through eBay and using our, our affiliate code. We may, we may earn some money if you win an auction. Scannerschool.com slash MR8100 will be our tag. Like I said, this is one one cool radio. And maybe one day I'll part with my parts radio. I don't know. I, I just have a couple of them in a box now. And I'm going to hold on to them. And and like I said, they are, they are really cool. So, one of the things though that has played this radio is, is a list of birdies on this scanner as well. What's a birdie? It's an area of the scanner where you kind of get internal interference with itself. Where the scanner just picks up its own its own internal magic, and it locks up. It's a pretty lengthy list, so if you can get around those frequencies, and some of them fall right in the the aviation band, some are right in the marine band, some are in the low band, some are up in the UHF band. But as long as you don't have to worry about that, this radio is definitely, definitely cool. Again, like I said before, we'll have pictures online, pictures in the show notes. Again, scannerschool.com slash session 145. I know it's a short episode, but there's not much to talk about this radio. 100 channels, 10 banks, 10 channels per bank. It looks cool. It sounds great through an external speaker because that's the only way you can listen to it. <laughs> Go get you one. How did we do? Let's talk about it. Leave me a, I mean, leave some feedback. Let me know. Have you owned one? Do you own one? What do you think of this scanner? Scannerschool.com slash session 145. Remember, you can join us every week or most weeks. On our Zello net, Scannerschool.com slash Zello. like hello with a Z. That will email you the information about our weekly net. Again, if you haven't done so yet, subscribe to our podcast by clicking the subscribe button on your podcast player of choice. And if you don't listen to us on a podcast player and you use the web to listen to us, click on the newsletter link on the front page of the website over at Scannerschool.com, and we will email you weekly to let you know that a new podcast is out. And like always, if you've enjoyed this podcast, make sure you share the podcast with your fellow Scanner Radio fans, buddies, whatever. On your favorite online forums, in your favorite websites, and even your favorite social media groups. That's the best way to let people know that we're out there and to help the podcast grow. I'm Phil Lichtenberger, and this is Scanner School, where we teach you everything to know about the Scanner Radio hobby. We'll catch you all again next Tuesday, 73 one.